Prayer fits everywhere. It, it, it fits in any moment, in any stage, in any situation. So prayer is always appropriate. And if you think about that that way, you'll give it its right value. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. We're honored to have you here today. I'm Kyle Reno. This is Bill Eliff. We get the joy of hosting this. And honestly, our heart is just, just to see this help in some way fuel the fire for a real move of God. You know, I think, Kyle, uh, there's so many things like God's movement yeah. that we don't understand, and so we don't go for it. Right. You know, I, I've often thought we do what what's valuable to us. Yeah, that's 100% you know? true. And, and you can miss... You can miss or lose a moment, sure. You know when something was very valuable and suddenly it's gone. Right, and that's the hard thing is when it's past, and yeah. then you look at the value. I'm a baseball guy, you yeah. know. So yeah, I, I love that. I love baseball. Even as a kid, I, early kid, I I wanted baseball cards, and so man, I back in the day, you open a pack of baseball cards. There's that piece of gum that dissolves into like seven thousand oh, yeah. pieces. Tops, tops, baby. Yeah, tops. But I had Bill the collection of all collections, bro. Wow. I, mean, I had literally thousands of baseball cards. You know, that's I, a I lot had, of gum. That's a lot of gum. <laughs> you know, some of my cavity problem. <laughs> you know, inside of that. But I didn't realize how valuable that was until it was gone, because it actually was put away uh, in a mini storage at one point in transitional season when I was in college, mm-hmm. and that mini storage, all of them caught on fire. Oh my goodness! Yeah, caught on fire. So I lost all those cards. Well, now. I know the rookie cards I had in there. I oh, know yeah. I had, I mean, Bo Jackson's and, I mean, Roger Clemens and all those, mm. w- which are valuable now. Yeah. But just imagine how valuable they'll be in future yeah. generations, a couple yeah. of decades from now. But it wasn't until later as I matured True, and I went, have a, oh, wow, yeah. how valuable You know, I, I, I've talked to so many guys who get into their 60s and 70s and they realize... Uh, something in their life would have been so important, but they just miss it, like raising their kids. Right. And they they think, well, I'll, I'll do I'll do that later. I'll, hmm. and then all of a sudden they're twenty and they're gone, right. and you just missed it. Mm-hmm. You know, you missed. Now you can recapture some of that. Yeah. As as we talk on this podcast so often, I think one of the things that we don't value a lot is prayer. We just don't see, you know, I don't think there's anybody listening to this podcast who'd say, well, uh, I don't think prayer is valuable. But you you show your value of something by what you do, mm. by how you invest your time. And Kyle, I just want to take a minute and just think about the value of praying and particularly uh, the value of praying for the movement of God in my life, my family, my church, my city, my nation, in our world. And maybe just give two or three reasons why this is so valuable. You know, uh, Paul said it like this, pray without ceasing, First Thessalonians 5.17. There's a reason he said that. One of the reasons is that God wants your prayers now just think about this for a minute. We we don't we get upset 
with our prayerlessness uh, and we think about us, but just think about the fact that God really wants your prayers. Now, I have eight children, and I want to tell you something. I like to hear from them. When I don't hear from them, uh, I think something's wrong. I want to know what's going on in their life. I want to know the hard things and the easy things, the, the defeats and the victories, and I think I can help them some along the way. God longs for your prayers, and we know that because prayer is mentioned, now listen to this, 650 times in the Bible. There are a thousand pages in my Bible right here. So on the vast majority of pages in my Bible, God talks about us praying, and there are 450 specific answers to prayer that are recorded. And you say, well, why would God want my prayers? Well, let me just give you some bullets. First, he loves you, and he just wants communion with you, just like you do with your children. Uh, they want, uh, you want to hear from them, and, and in reality, they need to hear from you. God just loves you and wants to talk with you. He wants to be involved in your life, involved in decisions, and also, he made you, and He knows your life won't work without Him. You know, Jesus was so clear about this in John 15. He talked about the vine and the branches, and He said, look, I'm the, I'm the vine. I'm the one that's connected. I'm the source of all life, all nourishment, and your job is to abide. That means to remain in a steadfast and fixed position because apart from Him, uh, you can do nothing. I didn't say you can do some good things. It says, no, you really can't do anything that matters and anything that lasts. I love what Ian e. Bounds, the great pastor during the Civil War, uh, he wrote these words, God has of his own motion placed himself under the law of prayer, and he has obligated himself to answer the prayers of men. He has ordained prayer as a means whereby he will do things through men as they pray, which he would not otherwise do. If prayer puts God to work on earth, then by the same token, prayerlessness rules God out of the world's affair and prevents him from working. Now you just think about that for a minute. Your life doesn't work without God, and we're not connected to God unless we're praying. So God wants your prayers because he knows that it won't work without him and he's training you. He's getting you ready to do work here and do work for all of eternity. And, and he, he needs to be coaching you all day long. I mean, during the day, the Lord needs to be in, you need to be in such a relationship with him that he can say, no, son, don't do that. Or daughter, hey, say this right now. She needs a word, this word, give this word to her. And he wants to coach you up. Now, if you're, not, if you're not talking to him throughout the day and throughout the years of your life, you're also gonna misinterpret what he's allowing or causing in your life, right? I mean, we've all done this. Something hurtful happens, some relationship goes sour, and you adopt the world's evaluations of that and you can get bitter, angry, upset, but God is training you in all of those things. 
whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, he trains. But that training can't happen if you're not talking to him. So God wants your prayers. I mean, he really, I know this hard to believe, but he loves you and he wants to talk with you. And here's a second thing. You and others need your prayers. Prayer without ceasing is not a suggestion. <laughs> it's an imperative. It's a command. And God doesn't waste his commands. It's a reason that he wants to involve you and others with him is that you need his, his answers to prayer. Now, several reasons why prayer, I've often says this, brings God into the equation. Here you are going about your life, raising your family, maybe you're a pastor, you're leading your church, and if you're not praying, the kingdom of God is not coming and the will of not God is not being done. That happens through prayer, the Bible says. That's what we're to pray. And so you don't have God in the equation. So here's the question. Do you want to just raise your kids by yourself? You want to handle your finances by yourself? You want to make decisions about your church, your ministry, your job by yourself? Well, prayer brings God into the equation. And prayer, secondly, reorients us to heaven's perspective. I love this great passage on prayer, Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Set your mind on the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. For you've died and your life is hidden there with him. In other words, you, you are in the heavenlies with Christ. Why else would he tell us to pray? We can walk right into the throne room. We can talk to the Father. So when you pray, you get heaven's perspective about everything. You know how to function. You know how to operate. And you know what to pray for. And just practically, prayer calms the heart and brings peace. I had a little uh, physical problem recently, and it just came on me and... Uh, blindsided me and they took me for some tests and put me in a CAT scan and in that moment I just said Lord you know I'm yours my life is yours my mind is yours my tongue is yours and uh, so do what you will and the Lord flooded that CAT scan tube I mean I've had a lot of experiences with him but this was one of the most precious and my heart was just at such peace. I mean, what was happening looked pretty troubling. I came out of that, that tube and there were tears in my eyes. I know the nurse thought I was afraid, but I was just at peace. I just had joy because I just met with the Lord. And, uh, and that happened in prayer. And prayer aligns us to the will of God. I mean, here's G Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane and facing the toughest moment any man will ever face in human history. And he said, Lord, if there's any way for you to do this uh, without me having to go to the cross and take upon myself the sins of the whole world. Uh, but here's his prayer, not my will, but thine be done. And he came back three times, indicating he wasn't quite finished praying that prayer. And finally, that third time, okay, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. There's nothing better for you 
than to be aligned to the will of God, right? Because Romans 12, 2 says that the will of God is good and it's acceptable and it's absolutely perfect. That means lacking in nothing. And that comes through prayer. And, and prayer just works, right? It accomplishes things that nothing else will accomplish. So God wants your prayers. You say, why should I pray? God longs for you to commune with him all day long. And you and others need your prayers. But there's one other thing I want you to see, and that is that Satan fears your prayers. He's not really concerned about you as you're just kind of walking through the day. But when you're walking through that day, talking to the Father, filled with the Holy Spirit, communing with the God of the universe, he trembles because you are a son or a daughter of God, filled with God. And he knows that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. This is why Ephesians 6, uh, Paul tells us to put on the full armor of God, but then what we're to do is to pray at all times in all kinds of ways for all people. And he says, you just stand. You don't have to advance. You just stand, right? And you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit that comes through unceasing prayer with him, and you become a great mighty power for God in the world in which you live. So, Kyle, when we think about the things that are valuable in our lives, baseball's valuable, my mm -hmm. children are valuable. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of things that are valuable, but oh, that God would show us that the most valuable thing, the foundation for everything, right. is to be in constant communion Amen. with God. Yeah, I, I, as you were sharing, I was thinking, prayer fits everywhere. Hmm. It, it, it fits in any moment, yeah. in any stage, in any situation. So prayer is always appropriate. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And, mm -hmm. and if you think about that that way, you'll give it its right value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, you know what I need to do right now? Well, I need to pray about that. Right. You know, I need I need to ask the Lord about that. Like you just, if you see life through the lens of prayer, yeah, it gives you the right pursuit. You know, a dear friend of mine who. The Lord has blessed greatly financially. Said it's a lady, and she said uh, to me one time. She said, "You know what I'm trying to do?" And I said, "What?" She said, "I'm praying about every purchase, whether it's five cents or five dollars." Mm. And this is a woman who didn't have to think that way. Right. Right. Uh, but I just thought, how beautiful! Yeah. Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness yeah. thereof. This is His stuff. Hmm. We're just stewards, and one day we'll give an account right. of our stewardship. Right. So she wanted to get in line with that, yeah, so good. and it, it came through prayer. Wow. Well, in light of that, you know, we need to hear testimonies and moments right. where somebody else has learned this as well. So each time we come together, we take a moment to teach a truth and then capture a testimony of how valuable right now, how mm -hmm. valuable prayer is to some other people. So let's listen to this real quick. Well, we're glad to have a special guest today, uh, Gil Michelle, who's a wonderful friend of our ministry. He's uh, been involved with One Cry Michiana. He pastors at that church downtown. It's so, so good to have you on the program today. And 
the subject matter for the podcast that we're discussing is the value of prayer. And so um, was there a time in your life, Gil, where maybe you realized that you weren't valuing, valuing prayer the way that you should be and that God was calling you back to him in that way? Could you describe that if, if that was a time in your own walk? I think uh, it actually is, if I'm really honest, it kind of comes on and off at times uh, because I pastor a church and I'm also uh, bivocational. Um, sometimes the challenge for me is um, uh, sometimes not allowing life to choke out the weeds of life, to sort of choke out the word in me, and that in involves prayer. And so sometimes I can get really busy with uh, work that's outside ministry and um, find myself saying, well, let me wake up a little early, handle this, um, and it'll start you know, creeping into my, the time that I usually have to pray or to read uh, the scriptures. And, and then so it's sometimes it's, it's a give and take and an honest uh, challenge. So I wish I could tell you it was years, years, years ago. Uh, but sometimes, even in recent days, I have to be extremely intentional about uh, guarding the time that I, I have for prayer. Amen. Well, I think that's I think we're all in that boat. And then um, thank you for your transparency with that as well. But uh, yeah. I think I think we all we allow the busyness of life many times to crowd that out. And sometimes mm -hmm. we say we're too busy to pray when in actuality we're too busy not to pray. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and then God calls us back to, to prioritizing that again. Well, can mm -hmm. you tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about what God's been doing lately uh, in yeah. your area? And you were telling me before, but uh, could you share with our, our listeners about that? Sure. There's a few things going on, I guess, revolving prayer. You know, after COVID, um, in many times, in many ways, kind of shut down how we or altered or modified how we, we gathered. Um, during that time, I, uh, so there's been two things that have happened. One, during that time when we weren't able to meet in person, I really asked the Lord, when we do finally and eventually open back up, how do we approach ministry? And uh, so people were asking, hey, when are we meeting? When are we meeting? And I said to all those people who were at, we are going to start meeting. And when we do come to get together to meet, it's going to be for prayer. And they went, oh, okay. So for the first few weeks, everyone was like, okay. And we're praying like, hey, when are we gonna get back to services? And I said, well, this is it. Um, this is it until I fully feel like the Lord wants us just to take this season to pray. And the scripture I held on to was, my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. And I said, hey, I, I don't know how long we're gonna do this, but we're gonna still coming together on Sundays and the, the goal, it's not going to be a part of service. It's going to be our main our reason for getting together is for prayer. And uh, then little by little, our church, it was starting, the numbers were dwindling. Like, if this is all we're going to do, hey, I, I, this is, I can't. And so um, over half our church moved on. And I'm coming back to the Lord like, <laughs> hey, can, can we go back to worship and singing and preaching and and the lord said no not yet and so it it went on for several months and um until the lord said now you can gather again and and in that way and so that was a huge shift 
uh, in our church. And I still don't know all the implications and the reasons for that yet. The Lord hasn't explained it to me, but I do feel like we've relayed a foundation in, in our church and in our ministry. And so that kind of leads me on to the second thing that has happened. Toward the end of 2021, my wife and I, we were going away for a few days. And she said to me, uh, we were somewhere and we talk, started talking about the possibility of a house of prayer where at, uh, all the churches in the region, or it would just be a place for people to come and pray. And so we kind of were talking through this, this whole notion and concept. And then a couple of weeks later, um, someone texted me, it was right around a little after Christmas, texted me and said, hey, there's a church that is, uh, has kind of dwindled in numbers and they wanna transition the building to, a, to another church. And my wife was going, you know, mind you, our church has shrunk. And she goes, so the person asked, hey, would you be interested in the building? And immediately I'm, I said, yes. And she goes, yes, what? we don't need another building. We're trying to fill the one we have. And I said, well, I don't know. I just feel like it's, we should at least explore it. So we did. And we go into the, into the building and it's, it's way west of where we are. May, not way west, maybe, maybe 10 miles west of where we are. And so when we started talking about the whole possibility of, of a house of prayer, a place for people to pray in a region, we thought it would go, be going east. And so we, we go in, now mind you, we go into the building and we look at it, and it's a cute little chapel that maybe could fit at maximum 70 people. And so we walk in, but we just felt, oh, it feels like home. You know, I don't know if it's because it was cute and quaint or if it was the Holy Spirit, but we're like, man, this feels, feels good. And so I said to my wife, I think this is the house of prayer. And she went, yeah, it's just not convenient. I don't think this is the place. It's just so west of where everything else is. If anything, we should be going east. And I said, and immediately the scripture came to me that when, the, when John the Baptist came on the scene, it said they went out into the wilderness to be baptized of him. And I said, I said to my wife, Marquito, I don't think this is supposed to be something that's convenient. Like that's supposed to be right in town. That's easy for everyone to get to. I believe it's going to be a little bit of an effort for people to get there. But when they get there, God is going to meet people there. And she was like, oh, oh, yeah, that hits, that, 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 that bears witness with my spirit. And, and so we, we're in the middle of now transferring ownership and everything. And hopefully this should be up and going this spring. Um, hopefully maybe even, um, what do you call it? Live streaming from that location and people bringing prayer requests. And we don't have the full plan yet, but we're extremely excited about the possibility of what this could be for our region. Cause it's not just, it's not for our church, it's for the churches in the region. And for all the years that we've uh, established relationships with different ministries in the area, I feel like this is a good, a good culmination of that. And just, I could just see churches taking shifts in hour, two hour, three hours of time and uh, providing worship and, and prayer leaders to pray for the re needs of the, of the area. And so anyway, we're, we're extremely excited about what God is doing. That is exciting. That's awesome. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing that God laid that in your lap, number one, but then also the vision for that is exciting. And uh, yeah. May the Lord do that. That's it's going to be exciting to see what God does over the next few months. Yeah. So, what what would you say? 
uh, Gil, what would be an encouragement you would offer to uh, number one, the individual who feels like they haven't valued prayer the way they should, and maybe they feel guilty about that. And then, then number two, what would you say to the pastor who feels like prayer has not been uh, emphasized enough in his congregation and, and how he needs to go forward with that? It's a really good question. Uh, to, first, to the individual. Um, I would, I would strongly suggest that you rethink the purpose of even the purpose of prayer. Um, instead of seeing it or approaching it as a discipline that I have to do, um, maybe embrace it in, in, in the sense of it's just something you get to do. I think when I, um, early in my, in my Christian walk, when I approached prayer as the thing I had to check off, and I would never say, oh, this is the thing I have to check off and do. But in retrospect, in hindsight, I kind of was. It's something I know as a Christian I should be doing. Um, it wasn't something I got to do. And when I got to be quiet before God, and my prayer life looks so different now than it used to be. It, it went from me rattling off my laundry list of things I wanted God to do for me or praying for other people. It went into, it, it, it transformed into a, a relational a relationship where I just got to sit and sometimes just talk, excuse me, just listen while the, I, I'm trying to hear what the Lord is saying. And so maybe for the individual, approach it as something you get to do, not something you should do or have to do. Uh, for the pastor, um, I would maybe broaden that even, even more. And sometimes we started asking the questions of why is, is why are prayer meetings many times the most or the least uh, attended uh, meetings at church? And maybe the pastors don't see a need for it. Um, I think to celebrate the small wins, when we get, uh, we pray about something, we rally behind it and we pray, man, if God answers it, not, not if, actually, when God answers those prayers, we should celebrate those moments. We don't just celebrate when the capital campaign has been reached. We don't just celebrate when, you know, 10 people made decisions up at the altar, but even in the prayer request that we have, man, let's celebrate those things. And I believe that when we do, God will give us bigger things to celebrate. Um, when I was in Africa, they had something called Jericho Hour, which was called, uh, it was a prayer meeting that was held, get this, 12 o'clock noon in the middle of the day on a Thursday. And the prayer meetings were packed in this church. And they called it Jericho Hour, giant solutions for giant problems it became known as the prayer meeting where you brought impossible situations to and god faithfully answered those prayers and i think if we're willing to make ourselves vulnerable in the sense that lord we're asking for big things and allow him to actually answer those prayers he'll be faithful to do it and will give us bigger things to answer and so God is not a man who should lie. He is faithful to do what he said. And if we put ourselves in position uh, for him to answer those prayers, I think he will do it. So that's what I would say to those pastors. Um, make yourself vulnerable. You may put yourself out there and you may be like, man, I got egg in my face. But let's, let's put God to the test. God says himself, try me. 
Test me. See if I won't open the window. See if I won't. And so I keep telling our church even, like, man, we may look foolish doing it, but let's keep putting God in the position to answer. And, um, and we've seen him do it um, so, so, so many times. Amen. That's good stuff. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gil, one, uh, we, we thank you again for uh, coming on and sharing with us about this. And as we close out, would you, would you lead us in prayer as we close our time together today? Sure, absolutely. I'd be honored to. Well, Father, I thank you so much for those who might be hearing the sound of my voice and those who have struggled with prayer, their prayer life personally and even in, in the sense of corporate prayer. I ask, Lord God, that you would revitalize the prayer closets of those under the sound of my voice, that, Lord, when we go into our prayer closets to pray, when we close the door, Lord, even if you have to almost, in a sense, uh, strip back all the stuff we've made this thing to the, to the very studs of a prayer life or a prayer room, I pray that, Lord, you would adorn it with your presence and that, Lord, we would um, open our ears to hear what it is you want to say. Lord, it may be for some that they are approaching prayer wrong, maybe wrong expectations, or maybe too low of expectations. Lord, whatever it is, fine tune that, tweak it, and Lord, bring us to a place where when we meet with you, uh, we expect and, and look for you to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, according to the power that dwells within us. And so Lord, I thank you, and we are, we are trusting you to do that, Lord, that you are revitalizing um, prayer closets all across the world. And uh, we thank you for this. And we bless you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Gil, once again, thank you for being with us. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you on again. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more about what God's doing up there. So that's exciting. So Absolutely. God bless you. All right. Thank you. God bless. So I love hearing stories. I mm -hmm. love ha hearing somebody else share how valuable prayer is to them. Right. And it helps remind me. So every time we get together on this podcast, we, we don't want to be the podcast that talks about praying yeah. without praying. Without yeah. praying. So we, we want to invite you now. Don't just listen to Bill and I pray, but join us. Agree with us. And you also pray right there in your heart. Bill, if you would, get us started and I'll close this up in a second. I will. Lord, I thank you that right now as we're joining together in prayer it pleases you lord just there's a smile on your face as we turn from whatever it was we were doing and we turn our heart and our mind to you so lord thank you for the opportunity to bless you lord i was reading this morning about the morning and evening sacrifice that the israelites a soothing aroma to God and Lord just morning and evening all day long that sacrifice pleased you and blessed you and what a privilege to bless you yes. Lord in prayer and Lord how it blesses us I thank you for these these men just reminding us of the of the value of prayer and I pray father uh, that just somehow today personal prayer corporate prayer would move up on our value list, yes. Lord, and forgive us for so many times we've gone hours and days, mm -hmm. maybe weeks, without ever really praying. 
and the pride mm. that that illustrates that we think we can do it on our own. Right. So Lord, just we pray that it would consciously move up on the value chart yes. in our hearts and lives today. Yeah, Lord, I'm just personally and on behalf of every listener here, God, I pray you would find us praying when we know that we're weak mm -hmm. and, Lord, when we think that we're strong. That's right. God, I pray that you would find us praying when we're hopeless or when we're hopeful. God, I, I pray that no matter where we are in life, God, the value of prayer would be easily displayed and demonstrated mm -hmm. that you would find us praying that you would find us praying it through, praying over everything, praying in faith, God, praying when we need faith. God, I just, I pray that you would awaken a people where prayer is breathing. Yes. It is just spiritual mm -hmm. breathing, God. So I, I pray that would be so in our age and it would bring about a great move mm -hmm. of your spirit. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, hey, thank you for being with us today. We always want to help you take next steps in your walk spiritually and also to be able to resource you because the uh, we want to see you take these truths and give it to others. So you can always go to the onecry.com website and find some of those things. And Bill's right. going to actually highlight one yeah, of them. Yeah, there's tons of resources. One of those is just this One Cry book. And uh, if you want to know why right. and uh, you should pray, and get others to pray with you, mm -hmm. read one cry. It'll, yeah. it'll help you get there. That's right. Hey, take this podcast and share it with somebody today. I mean, send it to somebody that you know that God's already start stirring these things in their heart, but this might push them right over the edge. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to catching up with you again next week. 